Hey everybody, this is Joe Dorval, aka the Beanie Boy, aka Double Shot Poppy. Uh, we're gonna have to change one of the clips in that intro because it's no longer <laughs> I was true. Say it if you didn't. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that a little later. As I said, you're listening to Cheers from the Press Box. We will do as we do all. Ways every week is what I meant to say. I'm never good at these intros like Brennan. He's such a professional. Maybe it's because he does public speaking for a living. Um, <laughs> we're going to do the topics. We're going to do the topics. We're going to do the kickoff. We're going to talk about some NBA topics, some NFL topics, some NHL because we is, it is playoff puck now, folks. Then we'll get into some quick hits. We'll tell you a funny story about how Brennan got duped. And got then duped. we'll tell you about some personal things not really it's just a walk off we usually cry well brain usually cries but first ready to return the opening kickoff perfect way to kick off here we go first things first brennan do you know who mike malone is yes i am aware just like our listeners i hope they know who i am brennan tassif aka (laughs) no beanie boy my (laughs) wonderful co-host did not bring me in um yes i am aware mike malone is your uh lifeblood your heart and soul your best buddy the head coach of your denver nuggets i was so focused on not fumbling the intro and i did anyways (laughs) i forgot forgot to bring you up (laughs) oh we're keeping all this in here we go no second takes here we go mike yeah mike malone head coach of the denver nuggets yes head coach for the denver nuggets and he is a legend, Brennan. Do you want to know why he's a legend? Yeah, when you put that in, I honestly thought it was a typo. I was like, did you mean Mike Wilbon? Because he just got inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame. You said, no, I meant Mike Malone. He's a legend, and I have no idea why. Yeah, shout out to Mike Wilbon, by the way. Mike Malone is a legend because on my car ride to work yesterday, me and my brother were having a chat. My brother's a Laker fan. And he was like, all right, so we might see each other in the first round if... Uh, the Lakers win and you guys beat Portland. And I was like, nope, I need Mike to sit everybody. I need to take this yeah. L. I don't want to see the Lakers in the first round. And you know what? He didn't do that. He played everybody, but he obviously told them, have your worst game, everybody except Jokic, because we still want to get you that MVP. But everybody else, take a nosedive. And you know what, Brendan? It all worked out because we are going to tell you folks about the playoff seating, who's in the play-in games, and what we think are going to happen in the play-in games. Brennan, which yes, you want sir. to start with? You want to start with the East or the West? Let's go ahead and start with the West. Start with the West since we're already here. Since in the we're West. already on there, yeah. All right. So as Brennan has has to be, have egg on his face at this point, Utah Jazz have been peaking too early all year ah. long to a number one seed. <laughs> Uh, followed by Phoenix, then Denver, then the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, then Dallas, Portland, and the play-in games. Brennan, Brennan, I'll let you rattle yes. off the play-in game. Contendents. All right, so the play-in games Pistons. are going to be the Los Angeles Lakers against Los the Golden Angeles. State Warriors, Yes, um, which is going to be a fantastic game. And I thought you were going to say an egg on my face because we do have the Memphis Grizzlies in the nine spot taking on the San Antonio Spurs, whom I thought would tank, had no reason to even try for the playoffs. But Greg Popovich, the coach, is not going to let that happen. Uh, You put that own egg on your face. Yeah, I did. I did with that. Utah, I still think, is peaking too early. Peaking too uh, early, even though they've been won all year long. It's a long I know, peak. and they're going to win the first round, too. Until they lose in the second round, I'm, I'm going to be vindicated. Um, yes. Lakers, Golden State. How do you... I've got a couple issues, not issues, but things I want to kind of touch on. First thing is, 
Um, do you think Golden State should kind of rest, use this as a rest game and throw it almost because they're not, they just don't match up size wise with the Lakers. So they're not going to win anyway, unless Steph Curry goes nuclear, which he can, he can do that. But I really think it'd be smarter to kind of use this as a rest game to go into the uh, other playing game. What do you think? Well, Brendan, that is, that is some savvy strategic strategizing by you there, but if that were to happen, the world would call. <laughs> in on itself. I was about to say the world would call for the NBA to be disbanded. Um, the players are already accused of resting too much, and then you're gonna yeah. have this prime time matchup of LeBron versus Steph. Winner takes all. Loser still gets a chance, anyways. Nobody's talking about that. But if Steph is playing 20 minutes, everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck did we watch? Yeah, this what for? is going on here?" <laughs> So, no, I think both teams uh, are obligated to give it all they have because, I mean, the Warriors, they have a possibility of, you know, if Steph goes off for 49, who knows? Um, yeah. Yes, they don't match up size-wise, but if their guys can stay in front of the other guys and stifle well, and that was a the backcourt of the Lakers, then they have opportunity. They were playing that game uh, this uh, the other day, uh, the Lakers, and they were staying, everyone was staying in. They were playing, and then LeBron came down awkwardly on his ankle in the fourth quarter, and that was kind of like a, why the fuck is everybody still in this game kind of moment? But, I mean, he's going to be fine. You, Everyone knows LeBron is going to play in the playoffs. He'll play with a, he'll T.O. it. He'll play with a broken leg if he mm-hmm. has to. Um, but yeah, I think, so I think the Lakers are going to take this, and then Memphis, San Antonio, I think I mean, I, I honestly, as I've discussed, said, I think, Mem- uh, excuse me, San Antonio should be tanking anyway. So I'm taking Memphis in this one. Okay. I, too, will be taking the Lakers in the first game, and I will take the Grizzles in the second one. But, Brennan, before we get to the eight versus nine or whatever it is, um, I will say very cool of the NBA to employ a very, uh, a very soccer th- uh, theme to their schedule. So in soccer, European soccer specifically, the last game of the season, all the teams play at the same time. Mm-hmm. That way, no one can try to... No one can scoreboard watch Yeah, nobody can scoreboard watch. Everybody's playing all at the same time. So all the West games that all had to do with the same seating, the Nuggets versus Portland, uh, the Clippers versus the Thunder, the Lakers versus New Orleans, all those games started at 9 p.m. <laughs> nobody could see. Oh, wow. Nobody could see what the other teams were doing. So I yeah. thought that was really dope. Well, and I mean, the Clippers didn't need to because they've been taking for the last oh 10 gosh. games, I'm which we're going to get into in my walk off. Secretary of the Clippers. Um, Clippers had one job. If the Clippers would have won, the Nuggets would have lost. Nuggets would have had the Mavs in the first round. Clippers would have had the Lakers in the first round. It would have been legendary. Yeah. Um, Who do you have? Golden State, Memphis. Sorry, they so you got taking that. Portland, but. Anyways, Golden State, Memphis. I got the Grizzles. Okay, Boom. so the the um the Even person who is definitely going to go off knows sports kind of in me wants to is going to take the Grizzlies because they're I think overall they're the better team talent yeah. wise just overall. However, the passionate fan um in me is going to take the delusional fan in me is going to take Golden State because I want to see the hype train that happens. 
if Golden State makes it to the eighth seed, then all of a sudden it's Golden State, Utah, and all these talking heads are going to be like, I don't know. Steph Curry's really carried this team. They've got the experience. I don't know. Utah might have peaked too early. Oh Maybe Golden gosh. State could win it because Utah will run over Golden State. Yes, they will. And Mold so I just want, I want so badly Golden State to be in that eighth seed just so I can hear all these people be like, I don't know about it. No, I want I want Memphis to win. I mean, yes, I'd want the the allure of Steph Curry there as well because he's a big name and ratings mastermind. But um, I really like this Grizzle team between Dylan Brooks, uh, I think is Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, again, drop the junior if I don't know your dad. Um, John Morant, John Morant's a fucking a legend in the making. Um, He's willing to dunk on anybody at any time, wherever you are in your house, even. So uh, I'd really like that young team, that young core to get some real playoff experience and see what they do down the line. Golden State's had their time. Time is over. Draymond Green shoots with a backpack on. So it's not even a Jansport backpack. It's you like missed, a backpack um, from REI or something. It's very annoying. You missed uh, the best player for the Grizzles. Who's Grayson that? Allen. Oh my God, Grayson! <laughs> the pride of Providence. <laughs> the pride of Providence. Dude, no, absolutely not. I, I even just wrote to throw that out there. That's funny for people that don't know Jacksonville. Went to Providence oh, yeah. High School in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. A lot of people don't. Uh, nobody yeah, knows no that. Nobody knows that but me and you. <laughs> All right, let's move to the East. Oh man! All right, in the East, Brennan's team that. Didn't peak too early, but it's been one all year. The 76ers take the number one seed, followed by the Nets, followed by Milwaukee, followed by upset of the year alert, the New York Knickerbockers. Then the Atlanta Hawks, who, by the way, is one of those in everybody who was talking that nonsense when, uh, when, uh, damn, I can't remember his name. Something Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd. Not Christopher Lloyd, obviously, but um, Christopher Lloyd, the actor. Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's not Christopher Lloyd. Marty. But uh, <laughs> uh, when the coach from the Hawks got fired, and everybody was like, "Oh, shenanigans! Is this a race thing? Oh, he's a black guy. The white GM fired him." They also then hired Nate McMillan, who's also a black coach. Which I was like, "Why yeah. is this narrative being bandied about?" And also. Nate McMillan got them to the playoffs. They were yeah, not so a playoff I don't know if team. you heard what uh, Tony Kornheiser said about it, but everyone, when they fired the first coach, everyone was like, oh, too Troy? soon, too soon. Troy? And then uh, when Nate McMillan came in and started winning with that same exact roster, everyone was like, not soon enough, not soon <laughs> enough. Uh, look up the coach now. Drew Lloyd. All right, keep going through the standings. I got Okay, it. after the Hawks, we got... My or Brennan, who knows? I think it's my technically because the next team is his. Uh, my Miami Heat rounding out the six seed. Yeah, that's so your they Miami are Heat. safe. And then Brennan's number seven Lloyd seed, Pierce. Lloyd Pierce. I knew it was a Lloyd in there. Uh, Brennan's seven seed, Boston Celtics. <laughs> Got to talk about that one. A heroic <laughs> underperformance. A heroic for underperformance. The entire and a heroic overperformance by the team who we thought the coach would be the first one fired. We did not have Lloyd Pierce on that list. Um, the Washington Wizards, the Zardos, I had as that. I call them. Just Brennan so everybody knows, that. I had Brennan, that. Brennan had that. At the eighth seed, I think, actually. So that's where he really got me. I thought they'd get in. I didn't think they'd be that high. Uh, the Pacers eke their way in. And 
I think I predicted this one. After LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward went down, the Hornets were at the four seed. I was like, I can see them falling to 10 or if not yeah, you, out of you the did playoffs. I think you had the Bulls making the playoffs, by the way. I did. Boom chakalaka for me. But that was before um, he got hurt. God damn it. Zach uh, Levine? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Charlotte sneaks their way back into the playoffs. Brennan, 7-8. Yeah. Let's do it. Wizards. Wizards. Wow. The Wizards are on fire. If you take out the first 20 games of the season, I think they have uh, like... I would uh, be lovely if we could take out the first 20. Can Fulham take out yeah, the first well, eight started, games of their season? They started like <laughs> 3 and 15 or uh, 5 and 15 you or something. Play like play to win, win the, game. the game. You play the Hello? games on the schedule. You can't take those off. Those are a part of your essence. No, I know, but they've been playing out of their mind. Yeah, they've been playing out of their mind a lot um, lately. Lately. Like they have a couple of losses in there, but like literally uh, one of the losses to the Hawks was by four. Another one was by one. Another one of their losses to the Bucks was by one. They've been winning games by double digits in some of these cases. They beat the I was going to say they beat the Cavaliers by 15, but that's the Cavaliers. So that doesn't (laughs) count. Um, But the Wizards are on fire right now. The Celtics have been in a fucking tailspin all year, it seems like. They muddled around 500. They pushed to get a little bit above 500, and then they just fell right back into it. And now they're literally going into the playoffs at 500. So (laughs) I think Washington's on fire. I think they win this game. The crazy thing for me in this, and then there's the last thing I'll say about this, is to be the 76ers and to secure the one seed only to maybe have to play or excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets and being the two seed and having all this firepower offensively only to maybe have to play the Washington Wizards is insane to me. Yeah. No, <laughs> like I mean, that's, you can say that that's what you get. Teams on both sides. Um, yeah. To be the Suns and the Jazz to have the Lakers or the Warriors be your opposition. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God, heck? exactly. <laughs> this is It'd not how this thing. was supposed to happen. Yeah, especially because the Wizards have been, like I said, they've been playing really well lately. And I know the record doesn't reflect it, but like I said, if you took out those first 20 games, they actually have a winning record going into the playoffs. I know we can't do that, but I've got the Wizards beating Boston. And then I've actually got Charlotte upsetting the Pacers Ooh. and then Boston beating Charlotte. Wow, man. Brennan. How about All you? All the upsets. Um, funny you say that. I too have the Zardos beating the Celtics. Um, yes. Russ has been on a tear lately. Again, he secured fourth year in a row where he's averaged a triple double. Um, I, I, I I knew it with him and Bradley five, Beal. There was no way they were going to miss the playoffs. Um, well, I knew that, but I just thought. I just knew that their record might be what their record is. And that's why we both thought Scott would be yeah. fired. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, especially when they started three and 15, I was like, yeah. I could have been wrong about this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I, I will say to your point earlier, the Nets getting the Zardos, I believe the Zardos have beat them two of the three times they met or three of the four or two of the two, two of the four. So that is a team that plays that team very closely. Um, it gives them a lot of troubles. Um, and I can't see. Oh, I, I, Hornets over the Pacers. Yeah, because, again, Malcolm Brogdon is a 28-year-old, 13-year pro somehow. And he's always on the IR. Hmm. One of my fantasy, fantasy, despite that, boom, shakalaka. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, Celtics beat the Hornets. Um I feel bad for the Celtics, though. They did lose Jalen Brown for the rest of the year with a 
uh, I think a torn ligament in his hand of some sort. So yep. they're obviously a lesser team, but they have too many good players to be this bad. Danny Age, I think I think you called it by the way. I think you called it a couple of weeks ago where you said Danny doesn't get fired, but Danny gets a uh, a new Promotion, title quote unquote. and goes somewhere else in the organization. Um, I don't know what they do with Brad Stevens. He's obviously a somewhat of a good coach, but he's failed this year drastically. Um, I got to stop saying drastically. He's failed this year publicly. That whole team has failed. Not, um, yeah, and I mean, Brad Stevens isn't going to get fired. They just gave him an extension, and he yeah. made the conference finals three years. So he, I don't think he's going to get fired, but I think Something's the entire team something has yeah, to something's change. Got, something has to give because the mm. whole team with the talent on that roster on paper going into the season, I thought they would blow through the East, except maybe for Brooklyn and Philadelphia because Philadelphia is a bad matchup for them. They underperformed. Like I said, it's a heroic, historic underperformance this year. So, yeah. all sorry. right, it's my well, team, man. I just get I get I get heated from the present to the future. And a little touch on the past this year, this year, this week, after all of COVID ruining last year, uh, the Hall of Fame class of last year didn't get inducted until now. Um, that included, like me and Brennan talked about, Mike Wilbon getting in there as a writer, uh, Kobe Bryant going in posthumously. I still haven't watched his uh, wife's speech because I, I know I'm going to cry. You're going to cry. I was, You're I know going I'm to cry. cry. Um, so I've been putting that off for a while. Um, Tim Duncan also went in. Kevin Garnett went in, and the new class has been fully announced. Uh, Chris Bosh was announced a couple of weeks ago, as well as Paul Pierce, as well as Bill Russell going in as a coach now. Um, but we have a couple more names on here. Chris Weber, who Brennan once said on this show should never go in. Uh, Ben Wallace gets in as the first. I stand by that, uh, Brennan. As the first undrafted player to ever get in, Yolanda Griffin of the WNBA, Lauren Jackson as well, and Coach Jay Wright, as well as Rick Adelman. Uh, Tony Kukoc is also getting in on the international committee, and there's a couple other contributors and writers that will get in. But Brennan, it seems like you have a discrepancy <laughs> with a couple of these people getting in. Uh, do you want to yeah. elaborate on that? Yeah, so I've got problems with three out of the nine. Three? Um, yeah. Chris Bosch, Bill Russ. No, what? I'm just kidding. But no. Chris <laughs> Bosch, Ben Wallace, and Chris Weber. Um, Chris Bosch is a fantastic player. Uh, was never the best player on the championships teams that he played on because he played with LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Also, I don't think if you're starting a team, I think. Game. Change the game. Okay, so the everyone gets into the NBA Hall of Fame. It's actually kind of a running joke now. It is a running joke. I think the Hall of Fame needs to be more uh, more um, exclusive only because we're talking about the greatest players to ever play the sport of all time. That's what the Hall of Fame is. It's not, oh, you made a lot of all-star games or, oh, you happen to be on a team that won a couple championships. It's the greatest players of all time. Ben Wallace, one of the greatest defensive players of all time, was an absolute liability on offense, except for offensive rebounds, was a liability. Number one all-time worst free throw shooter in the history of the NBA, Ben Wallace. He was a liability on offense, but he played so well on defense that obviously he was able to make the teams that he was on, even though he was undrafted. But this isn't the NFL. You play both ways. So I, I don't think he should be in. Chris Weber, if, you know, everyone knows the story of his career. Um, the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame when everything that happened happened between the trades and between not just not 
producing the way we thought he would. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. And like I said, Chris Bosh, fantastic player. Chris Bosh, out of these three, Chris Bosh is the guy I'd probably take number one over all three of them. If I had a gun to my head and they said, you have to put one of them in the Hall of Fame, it'd probably be Chris Bosh. That's a that's an insane scenario. No one's going to do that to you, brother. I know, but <laughs> that's just, that's my take. Obviously, Paul Pierce, even though my man likes to party, uh, <laughs> Paul Pierce, definitely Hall of Famer. Bill Russell is a coach, of course. Rick Adelman, I 100% agree with. It's just, I, I've got a problem. These players that we talk about where if I could go up to a random person on the street and say, hey, do you know who this person is that happens to like sports, but maybe doesn't love the NBA? A lot of times they're going to be like, oh, Chris random Weber, the guy. announcer. Yeah, a random white guy. They're going to go, <laughs> oh, Chris Weber, the announcer. Who just or, left uh, Turner Sports, by the way. Breaking oh, did he? News. I didn't yeah, know that. Did. That yeah. is breaking. But that, that's just my take on it. Where, where are you at with it? Wow, I did not know Brennan would be so passionate about this topic when I put it on it's the rundown. It's the Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, like, I know. Not the Hall well, of Good. I know, I know. I know. But um, Chris Bosh, I think you're absolutely wrong. Um, Chris Bosh dragged the water waterlogged corpse that was the franchise that is currently yeah. in Tampa. The Tampa Bay Rappers. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, he after Chris, after Chris Paul after Vince Carter left, no one wanted to go there. It, it, it was in shambles. It, people thought that the team may fold and move somewhere else, and he got drafted there and made it into a perennial playoff team. No, he wasn't. It wasn't enough to carry it past maybe a seven seed, six seed, but. The East was pretty stacked back then with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, who he then partnered up with. Um, and he had nobody on his team. I can't think of one player he played with in the, in the Toronto run that is even worth mentioning. The only reason I knew he was on Toronto was during those Olympics. He did this interview from the Great Wall. And I was like, who's this guy, Chris Bosh? Who's <laughs> this guy? And then I looked him up and I was like, oh, he plays for Toronto. Other, So yeah. 100% agree with you. There's nobody so, else. I I didn't even know Toronto still had the team. Yeah. When Vince Carter, my man Toronto from Daytona 386 left. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he Toronto's left. Toronto's a Providence in Canada. <laughs> Damn it. That's Thought I was going to say state. I'm better than that. What's up? It's not what I meant to say. I messed up my words. Um, I was going to say no one even knew it was an NBA city the town whatever province whatever get with the city city structure. you're good on city. The city what, are you, what um, are you on with uh chris weber chris and, uh, i think should get in chris weber was good everywhere he was chris weber good uh, he was good uh, everywhere he was chris weber was great everywhere he was not every, oh, not everywhere can't. not everywhere exactly not transcendent not great good chris weber was transcendent for that stretch with the kings where yeah. It felt like every year as a kid, it was the Kings versus the Lakers, every Western Conference final. And the the Lakers, people will say the Lakers got a little preferential treatment from some of the officiating. There's that game where they took like 28 more free throws. One of those people would be the referee of that game who wrote a book about it. Uh, You know, you can't believe everything Mr. Donahue says. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... um, 
Yeah, so I, I think in my mind, Chris Webber has contributed to the game enough because, I mean, this is the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. That's the difference yeah, between you're right. that and the NFL Hall of Fame because it's the NFL Hall of Fame. So as a college player, his contributions yeah, to it. can't look past that. Yeah, you can't look past that. Ben Wallace, I have it. I, I, not, not as big of an issue with it as you, but... I don't think he's all of him, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, think he's a very, very good, great defensive player. His teammates carried him to a NBA championship, and he was able to contribute on that team. But if Chauncey ain't in and Ben is in, yeah. what are we doing here, man? <laughs> ben Wallace going in over Rasheed Wallace. How do you feel about that? Insane. In yeah, that's okay. I'm insane. glad we're on the same page with this. I, I get Sheed what you're is saying a way about better player and did yeah. it for way longer time. He did it from when Absolutely. he was at North Carolina. He did it when he was on the uh the bullets. He did it in Portland. He did it in Detroit. He did it everywhere he was. Yeah. Like okay, so we agree on this. It's 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 <laughs> It's insane. You're not not as passionate as I am about this whole thing. But, no, no, uh, no. You can't. I, I mean, I also might not be as passionate just because you came out with the gate with all the, <laughs> the things to say. And I, I was like, wow, there's no more food on this plate for me to sorry, eat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just get I get heated about this kind of stuff only because it's like, what are we like? What are we doing? It's not the like, hall is very good as many people. Yeah, say. exactly. It's the hackiest thing I said all show. But yeah, it's not the hall of good. It's the hall of fame. So yeah. Um, and also just the Ben Wallace thing a lot uh, I heard on a different podcast, which I will not mention, but they were Thank like, you. oh, well, you vote for, um, I guess uh, a reporter was talking to uh, one of the hosts and he was like, well, the NFL has defensive players and offensive players. So why can't Ben Wallace get in as a defensive player? It's like, cause in the NBA, because you play not both the ways. offense and defensive yeah. player in the NBA. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad. Yeah. So we agree on all of this. I, sure. I mean, good for them for getting in and Chris Bosch yeah. with his, you know, he didn't know he was going to survive. And then yeah, to, he had to retire early, which was very, yeah. Uh, ended up making the hall of fame. And now he's doing really well with his health. This, I don't have any slights against any of these guys as people. It's just, when it comes down to it, it's, it's like the Hall of Fame, you're gonna man. put it's the Hall of Fame. You're gonna put LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Magic Johnson technically in the same sentence as Ben Wallace and Chris Bosch. It's not the same. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Like no, it's, I, it's, I, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. Yeah. All right. I say let's keep I, it going. I think Weber should get in, but when you put those names, it's like, all right, you you have a you have a point. <laughs> um but all right. On to Brennan's favorite sport. The NFL. Dun, 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 dun. And on to Brennan's favorite team. Brennan, you like how I put it in the rundown for you? Yeah, you like I see that. You like how I put it yeah. in the rundown for you? So for those of you listening, he put in T-E and then in parentheses B-O-W. So we're talking tight ends, but we're talking Tim Tebow. <laughs> we're talking Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Now, it had been eluding us for the last two episodes because... Uh, I think the news that he was being looked at as a tight end came on like right after we recorded. And yeah, then the so news that while. he signed came on like right after we recorded. So now we have a full week to digest this news, Brian. Yep. I think I announced officially that he had signed last week only because I knew it was coming, but it had not. It wasn't actually official. Oh, okay. I think you did actually. But we didn't, yeah, discuss, I did. it. We didn't um, discuss it. Th- yeah, we didn't discuss it. And this is something that was brought up to me on the Discord. Um, 
like three or four people asked me. So Tim Tebow is a tight end. Makes sense. He has great hands um, and he's a big dude. He's a physical guy. Yeah. Have you seen him catch a ball? Yeah. um, When we played against the Florida Gators, Tim Tebow was their uh, quarterback and I I saw him warming up on the sideline. He could, he could catch real well. Uh, He can catch in game. With people bearing <laughs> with a, with a linebacker yeah. bearing um, down. Him. <laughs> it's it's uh, so it's a common it's a common uh thing that you know if you if you played, you know, but um normally quarterbacks have great hands. Normally quarterbacks have great hands. Uh that's yeah, just, in their center's asses. Yeah. Um, but uh so I, I think he'll be fine as far as catching. Uh elephant in the room, dude's as old as I am. I played against him in college. <laughs> And I'm in pretty good shape. And then I see these NFL guys and I'm like, I'm not in that kind of shape. And obviously Tim Tebow's in much better shape than I am. But still, you've been playing baseball the last five years, bro. Like, I I, I love Tim Tebow as a person for what he does in the yeah, community, especially here in Jacksonville. He's been playing beer league softball, basically. But, um, yeah. Even good at but the, can't even hit above 250. Can't even hit his I think this is a completely um, theatrical kind of a signing. Mets. It is to you can see get why the more Mets fans so in the stands. Um, I don't like the signing at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but good for Tim. Maybe he'll get some playing time. We have no receiving tight ends. They re-signed O'Shaughnessy, who's our biggest threat, who can only catch five-yard curls. So we'll see what happens. Mets just fire their hitting coach. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> what did anyway. you think about the Tebow thing? Because you were one of the people who asked me, like, what was happening? So, Brennan, uh, you 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 came in. I guess I'm going to have to take the Ben Wallace energy here because you didn't bring it. Um, this is the dumbest thing <laughs> I have ever seen the Jaguars do. And the Jaguars signed Shoelace to be a running back, even though Denard he weighed. Robinson. 15 pounds. Uh, Great this, tipper. Th- good job by him. Um, he's doing it for the people. Um, you figure out which people I'm referring to. Tim Tebow has never blocked anybody in his life. Tim Tebow has never had to pass protect. Tim Tebow has never had to run block. Tim Tebow has never had to catch the ball. Quarterbacks have good can. Okay, I still don't want my quarterback out there catching the goddamn ball. We saw what Tom Beatty tried it. Didn't look that good, huh? In the we Super Bowl. We did see when Carson, uh, we did it see when- It wasn't Carson, um, it was Nick Foles. And Nick I, Foles I, I was know, a former I, basketball player. So that's a little different. He's more of an athlete. Tim Tebow hasn't, Tim Tebow has played quarterback his entire life. Tim Tebow then tried to go play baseball. It didn't work out. You know what, Brennan? I have a little theory here. Tim Tebow has put on this persona that he is a non-sex having Christian boy from St. Augustine. Not even from Jacksonville. Stop fucking saying it's a homecoming. It's from St. Augustine, all right? Get that out of your fucking skulls for the people who don't know about the 904. Now you know. Now you know, all right? Brennan, I think Tebow is a fucking sex addict. I think Tebow has 10 kids. Wow. <laughs> I think Tebow has a bunch of child support issues. I think that's why he's trying to play baseball. You first, I folks. think that's why he's trying to work for ESPN, the SEC network. And that's why he's trying. He has way too many child support Skeletons bills. in his closet. He's, he is, he's up to his ears in debt right now. And I think that's why he's trying to make this quick cash. All right. I think that's what it is. Yeah, you heard you it here, here first, ladies and gentlemen. Here, folks. It, Joe look, Dorville. I told you about Bob Baffert a couple weeks ago. Tell you about Tim Tebow. 
All right. Maybe fucking, we'll maybe. This is this is literally joking aside. This is a joke. All right. There are yeah. 10 there are guys lining up around the corner to play tight end who actually play tight end. And Tim Tebow gets a look because a fucking Urban Meyer is his guy. This is another this is low key. This is another uh, uh blemish on Urban Meyer's current yeah, record. 100%. First Especially thing you when do it comes come to in, you you yeah. hi, you hire the the controversy laden strength relations, and conditioning yeah, coach. Uh uh then you fire a bunch of people in the organization. You talk about how you don't like the way free agency works. Newsflash Urban, you don't get to go to their houses and lie to their moms how you're going to take care of these kids. Uh IE Alex Hernandez. Um Aaron Hernandez. Uh and then and then three signed Tim Tebow on basically prospects. We, we, this is I love how he, you said three. That's like six. <laughs> if he makes this team, now he's only signed for camp right now. But if he makes yeah. his team as a tight end, Brennan, your team's not good. Your team ain't good. You heard it here first. Speaking of people team moving me. over to tight end. Yes, Kelvin Benjamin was one biscuit away his whole career. As long as I'm alive, he's a millionaire. If you can figure out where that line's from, I'll give you a dollar. Um, Kelvin Benjamin was drafted as a overweight wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers to give Cam Newton an option. And he was never really an option. Uh, then he went to the it's Buffalo Bills. bad news Bills. when you're um, that big, but then you're deemed a possession receiver. That's never good. Never good. Then he went to the Buffalo Bills where had a couple one too many buffalo wings well he's finally hit the <laughs> magic city number. then the buffalo bills uh, i don't even remember the kansas city yeah, he was stop. there it was last he was there it was he was there and then he went to the bills after like during oh. in the middle of the season he was on the team last year he was on the team last year uh it was last year the year before he was on kansas city for like a game and then Oh, I wow. guess either got cut or traded to the bills i did i thought he was been out the year league for a good minute here um yeah, he signed. He signed with uh, the New York Giants. Another thing, New York Giants. You gotta, you gonna need a new. You need a new quarterback anyway. So I don't know why you even signing this guy. It's not like he can catch or anything. Um, Brennan, do you have anything on this? Uh, I think um, I just lumped it in because it was tight end news. I think the Giants. Yeah, I this think is uh, dumb. they already have a tight end. I'm sorry, it was 2018. He played for the Chiefs and then okay. the Bills. And then he's been out of the league since then. That's uh, what I thought. Boom! Yeah, right. so. I think uh, it's an interesting signing. I mean, dude can catch. We know that, but you already got Evan Ingram. Yeah, I don't. I Just signed like I think it's an interesting signing. I don't think season. I don't understand this with the pool of talent that is in the NFL. I've talked about it on plenty of walkoffs before. Why are we signing players that are this old? I don't know. Again, they're so much more expensive too. Because if you have a certain number of years in the NFL, then you're signed to veteran minimums, which are one point one and one point five million, versus rookie minimums, which are. $500,000. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe they see something in him, but even if you take the minimum as a veteran, it's still more than going out and signing an undrafted free agent tight end who plays tight end. <laughs> oh, just like the quarterback we just got that doesn't play tight end. Um, I said that was a bad sign. I just wasn't as passionate about it as you were. And another thing on the Tim Tebow front. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I just want to throw this in there. I am not a Tim Tebow fan. I played against him. He embarrassed my squad. We were we were only down by one point going into halftime. It was 21-20. And then they came out and dropped 20 more on us unanswered. So we ended up losing that game 41-20. Uh, to 20. So I don't 
don't get it twisted. Like, oh, Brennan's a white Christian guy from Jacksonville, so he loves Tim Tebow. That is not the case here. And another Go thing ahead. on Tim Tebow, all right? The guy hasn't played in damn near a decade in the NFL. First of all. First of all. All right? Second of all, when people said the Jags should have signed him then, what took so long? And third of all, when people told him to play tight end then, he didn't want to. What's the difference here? He has 10 kids. He needs child support money. <laughs> You're uh, really pushing that. I mean, hey, nobody thought it, it was going to be Tiger Woods until it was. So I mean, hey. Well, all right, all right, all right. Enough of that. I forgot we had more NFL <laughs> topics. Yeah, we do. We have a lot more. <laughs> we have an entire rundown just about the schedule, and we're still on our first topic. All right. Uh, Juwan James has been released. Brennan, he's, filing, he's, he's contemplating filing a grievance to try to get some of his cash. Uh, got anything on that uh, yeah I was wrong I thought they would pay him I was told by some of our listeners that I was wrong and I'm an idiot and I, I don't know, know what I'm talking about yeah you see but you, Dean. I, <laughs> I thought they were going to pay him honestly I thought they were going to pay him not all of it but some of it at least and keep him on the team He's a valuable asset, but this is this is what's weird to me. This guy's a valuable asset at the position that he plays, is a veteran at the position that he plays, um, has been to a few Pro Bowls at the position that he plays, and is younger than Kelvin Benjamin and Tim Tebow. <laughs> and he's getting cut, and these guys are getting picked up. It's bananas to me. Offensive line, I think, is so much harder to find than any skill position, even if it is tight end. Uh, I was wrong about this. Someone's going to pick him up. He's going to file a grievance, get some of that money back, because... If everything is on the up and up, like he said, he was doing a team workout. There's no way he can't get some of that money. I don't think. But um, especially with COVID protocols and them not being allowed at the facility. But uh, yeah, I think it's crazy. He'll get picked up for sure. He'll get picked up uh, next year. Next year. I assume. <laughs> so he can't get picked up yeah. this year, obviously. Yeah, he's well, not I mean, going to get picked up this he, year. He's, he's bound to get picked up next year. I mean, Tebow took 10 years off and he just got picked up. So, yeah, I mean, there's always people I looking mean, for somebody, obviously. And you can play offensive tackle until you're in your mid 30s, late 30s, even yeah. in some instances. What do you what was your take? Did you have anything on this? Um, I still stand firm that he'll get some of his money. He'll file a grievance. And okay. the point being, uh, I was doing a team recommended workout. We weren't working out at the facility at that time. And I'm owed something for my uh, my troubles here. Yeah. Okay, so. we agree. All right. All right. Moving on to the big daddy. I knew you'd come around on that. I knew you'd come around on that. If I just kept doing it, I knew you'd come around. <laughs> All right. Um, I wrote these fast. The first two, I think we could combine into one unless you we have. We're talking favorite, or excuse me, we're talking <laughs> NFL schedule. Yes, we're talking schedule, and I'm trying to be a, a little shifty, but not giving it up. Brandon, how do you feel about that? Trying to do some live. Uh, I actually have two different ones, so different I'd, ones. I'd okay. like to keep it the way it is. All right. Then you go first. The first one up is favorite rematch. This is going to surprise everybody. Um, it is coming out of the AFC, but it's not coming out of the AFC South, where everyone thought I was probably going. I'm going with Bills Dolphins. They will play twice. I'm interested to see because the Bills have been rolling last year. Um, I'm wondering if they could carry that momentum into this season. Also, the Dolphins have done a fantastic job, be it through the draft, not just the draft, but they've done a, a great job. They've got a great head coach. And I really think after the end of last season, we kind of saw them on an upswing. So I'm very interested to see these two new powerhouses in the AFC East, what they're going to do against each other. I really want to see those rematches. 
Nice. All right, my rematch, because I just picked one. I'll go with week two, Sunday night, prime time, baby. Baltimore, Kansas City. Uh, this is a rematch oh, a of a, a playoff game that took place last season. Um, Baltimore looked a little outclassed, a little outmatched. They did play in the playoffs last season. Right? I'm not making that up in my head, am I? No, they did. What was the outcome? I mean, obviously, I know the outcome of that game. What, what stage of the playoffs? That was the that wasn't was that it was the round, second round two? the divisional game? Okay, okay. Who did Kansas City play in the the conference championship? Why can't I remember this now? Anyways, they so obviously did Kansas play. City play. I'm sorry. They did not play last year. That was two years ago. Kansas City played <sighs> Cleveland and then Buffalo. Ah, that's what it was. All right. Sorry. I got to pick another one. Damn it. I failed. <laughs> this was your rundown. I know. Uh, you think I would have been somewhat prepared. That's why I want While you're dozens. looking over that, I'm going to go to my favorite revenge. Yes. I know what the my revenge, favorite revenge games. Is. Yeah. Everybody's going to have this one. Uh, I'm sure this so is yours cool. as well, Joe. Yes. Patriot Tampa Bay. Yes. Yep. Tom Week Brady four. going hey. prime time. Tom Brady going back to Gillette Stadium where he won so many Super Bowls and going in there with his Tampa Bay Buccaneers, seeing what they can do. I think they're going to blow him out because I just think they have more firepower, but uh, it's going to be a it's the game we're all looking forward to. Also, I'd like to shout out week one, Carolina versus New York Jets, Sam Darnold potential revenge game. Try to oh, show them what they're call. missing. Show them what they're missing. Uh, I have no rematches. Right. I don't care for the rematches. Okay. <laughs> Worst primetime game. I put it on the run. Worst primetime game. Botch that myself. Sorry. Um, worst primetime matchup. I will have to go with a Thursday night game because it's usually a Thursday night game. Uh, Week seven, Denver, Cleveland. I don't, I still don't know what Denver is going to be. I, okay. I'm perplexed at what Denver is going to be, what they will be. And I think that's just going to be a thorough trouncing. Um, so, yeah, that is my worst primetime game. I've got week six um, Seahawks at the Steelers. Steelers, I think, are going to cave in on themselves. I don't think Ben's going to even finish this season. By week six, he might already be out. Um in all the controversy going on in Seattle right now with Russell Wilson trying to get out uh, the way they played last year, let Russ cook, then don't let Russ cook. I think it's going to be a just a, a dog shit game. And it happens to be in the middle of the season, prime time. I mean, I understand why two huge fan bases, but I just don't think that's going to be a good game from a football standpoint at all. All righty. Next best primetime game. This one is just, guess what? Patriots Buccaneers are playing in prime time. <laughs> oh, they are? How did yeah. I even notice that? Oh, wow. 820. Oh, Sunday night game. Got yep. it, got it, got it. I was about to say, I thought that was a mob bus. That was a Monday nighter. Wow, I guess that's mine too, then. I didn't even realize it. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so, talking about all these, uh, the schedule coming out, all these games being played, the rookie quarterbacks, there was five taken in the first round. Um, I was just going to run through my list and then compare it to your list. All right, you you do that, that sounds way? good. We're going right. to go with number one first. Yeah, I'm going to go in the order that they were drafted. All right. 
So I've got uh, Trevor Lawrence starting week one. Yes. I've got Zach Wilson starting week one. I've yes. got Trey Lance sitting the entire season. Entire unless Garoppolo season. gets hurt. Unless Garoppolo gets hurt. Entire um, season. Yep. I've got Fields starting week seven or eight, depending on how Andy Dalton plays. Seven or then, eight. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in the middle of the season, I think they'll put in Justin Fields. And then I've got Mac Jones. Huge shocker. Week one starter for the Patriots. Wow. Stutter, stutter, stutter. <laughs> Full disclosure to the audience. Joe had a slip earlier and was like, oh, you've got Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones starting week one, right? And he meant to say Zach Wilson. And I said, yeah, of course. Do you have Zach Wilson too? And he went, ah, shit. And then he started cracking up that I had Mac Jones. So he ruined it because that would have been my big reveal right now. Oh, but at least the listeners can have their reaction. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I don't even know why Mac, I was looking up the Patriots schedule at the time. I love how I you said. pause, too. And then you just laugh like, oh, I'll, I'll recreate it. <laughs> Go through your list. What do you got? All right. I got one and two starting week one. I got Trey Lance making his appearance sometime this season. And you know what? I got it against your Jacksonville Jaguars because still your defense is terrible enough for somebody to think that my young you quarterback say that. You can say start that. this year. Um, I do say that, Brent. I do. Uh, next, we got Justin Fields. Top five defense. I'll put a steak dinner on, dinner on it <laughs> right now. You did that last year and I lost a lot of money. You you you, you thought you were going to have the best defensive player I did of actually, the year. <laughs> I actually bet that last year and I did lose quite a bit of money on that. Those injuries, man. All right. Who do you, what do you have? Uh, you also said Fields sometime? Yeah, uh, Fields. I'm looking at it right now. Fields. Uh, he doesn't have a really a good time to start. Um, honestly, he could start. That'll be more of a steal in the. Nah, I think actually he'll probably start week four against the Lions. Yeah, that's um, going to be one of those you can only forge steal in a fire kind of things. Like yeah. Andy Dalton's not playing well. Like yeah, he's going to be Dalton's going to be so bad that they're immediately going to have to put him in. I wow, I don't think he's going to be so bad. I mean, I think he made the playoffs so every bad. year did he was in Cincinnati. Okay, did you see him last year? Okay, let's not talk about that. that <laughs> extenuating circumstances. Every year that he was in Cincinnati, all right? The last two years he didn't make it. The fucking, uh, uh, the Bills were sending, uh, d- 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 came to speak. Wow, <laughs> that got you fired up. The Red <laughs> the Rocket got you, or the Red Rifle got you fired up. donations to uh, Andy Dalton because he was so bad that the Bills got into the playoffs, all right? Um, I got him week four against Jared Goff. And in New England, I don't have Mac Jones starting week one like Brennan. That is a very funny, funny thing, though. Um, I got him starting against the Texans. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Tampa Bay Bucks. Six, six, game five against the Texans. No, he's Speaking of the Texans, I'm going to throw this out there just so it's on record. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I'm thinking maybe traded to the Texans because uh, they seems like they're going to have to part ways with Deshaun. They picked up Tyrod Taylor. I don't think they're going to carry for Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. Brennan is a maniac. Ask the San On Diego to the next doctors. Ask <laughs> the San Diego doctors. <laughs> uh, that was a good I'm one. a comic. That I can get away with that. I think. That was a good Just one. kidding. All right. Brennan. Yes. It's puck time. Puck time. Puck night. Puck night. Playoff puck. Uh, your team and my team face off. I don't know what happened in that game. Uh, but there's other games that took place. Brennan, you want to talk about some of the other games? 
Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Uh, so as you already alluded to, my Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I said, do what? Were there, I said there were other games we could talk about. No, I know, but I just wanted I I'm I just wanted to touch on it. You know what but I mean? But you didn't. I was. I said there there were other games to be discussed. We didn't. What do you? I I said I don't even know what happened. I didn't see that game. Can we talk? Oh, you about, didn't? Can we talk about some of the other games? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, the Wild beat the, the the Knights, which was insane. Wild beat the Knights. The yeah, Capitals. shout out to uh, Scott by Scott. Did the Capitals lose both there? I think they lost either one or two of their goalies, actually. But they then went on to win an OT against the Bruins. Um, Canucks beat the Oilers 4-1. That was kind of a blowout. Islanders beat the Penguins. Um, Yeah, that was, you know, sorry about that. I was about to say, the funny thing, that Canucks game is still the regular season. They're trying to fit in all... The Canucks game. Oh, is from, that what that is? Yeah, they're still trying to fit in all their games. Okay, I, I squeezed that in there thinking it was. Uh, yeah, I, the Canucks suck. I knew they were in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, I did want to throw this out there though. Did you know my Lightning beat your Panthers? What? Huh? What? What is he talking? Five four, dude. I watched some of the highlights of that game when it was when it was one three and Tampa Bay what was on top. What game are you referring to? I don't even know. What you're I was like, about. here we go. And then, dude, the Panthers scored two quick goals, and I was like, fuck me. I don't, came back even, and won it. I don't even know what you're alluding to, Brennan. There was no game on yesterday's uh, All right. There's a break. Nope. There's no game on yesterday's rundown between my team where Barkov had a goal where Hagee had a goal, Huberdo had a goal where we ended up losing uh, late because of Braden Point. I don't, I don't know what you're referring to. My boy Point. All right. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, is the steak dinner still on there, or yeah, the meal, whatever? Oh, now it's the meal. All right, yeah, it's still on on. steak dinner, whatever. Bob has to be better. Steak dinner, they serve steak at uh, Applebee's. Yeah, go to the Sizzlers. Surprise! How quick? Quick, Mayman hits. Quick hit. Quick, quick hits. I see what the first topic is, Joe. Let's remember this is the quick hits. Brennan, it's a relegation party. Um, Fulham has been officially relegated after losing to Burnley last Monday, right after we recorded. Uh, they lost, I believe it was 2-0 in a flash right before halftime. Um, and then we lost to Southampton. And tomorrow we play Man United, and we're going to definitely lose that game. And then we're going to play Newcastle. You know what? We're definitely going to lose that game, too. You're already out, right? Even uh, if yeah, you we're lose already, both, we're even already, if you win both these out. games? We're already right. out. We're already out. Um, I would like to see Scott Parker retained. Uh, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he was dealt a bad hand, especially with the quickest turnover ever from the Champion League's finals right into the start of the Premier League because of everything being condensed. So he didn't have much of an offseason and we didn't get a lot of signings in. I think Tony Khan has to step away from being in charge of transfers. Uh, Tony, you got too much on your plate, man. Uh, you're, you're running the Jags. You're running AEW. I think you need to relinquish Careful. one of these jobs. I think he needs to relinquish one of these jobs. You can remain in time title alone but Danny ain't style he needs to relinquish one of these jobs and give it to somebody who's on the ground doing the work day in day out you can't have 18 jobs and try to be and then be mad at the team for not doing what they do because you're not paying attention all right TK I'm sorry I had had to be said all right but um that was Joe Dorval Tony Khan I love you you're one of my favorite people in the whole wide world well Brennan can, can we talk about a thousand how you got, jobs if you want can we talk about how you got duped this weekend <laughs> yeah let's let's move on speaking of <laughs> Um, so 
Real quick, I um, saw something while I was at work. I was kind of just scrolling through my phone real quick in between tables. All the qualifiers. Um, and I saw something on Twitter, I think. <laughs> it was Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> where big picture said Aaron Rodgers retires. And then in parentheses, it had sourced by Adam Schefter. It was a super dumb meme account. It was like, one, it had to have been Twitter because it's not something I would follow on Instagram. It was one of those like 420 Sports Center things where it's just like, you know, they just tweet out a bunch of bullshit. Hoping. It, it's sourced hoping, Adam Schefter. Hoping that Brennan will send this message to me on a Saturday night. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we've got a NFL block. LOL. Aaron must listen. So he retired on a Saturday. So we'd have it. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. Brennan was so and eager. Then, so eager. And I immediately responded. Wait, as what? soon as huh? I saw what it. The fuck? Huh? What the fuck? What's going on here? Where are you seeing this? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Oh. Moving on. Quick hits. Quick. quick I was duped hits. by some dumb meme account and they sourced Adam Schefter. So I just believed it. But then I was like, oh, anyone can just write parentheses. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm an idiot. Everybody knows that. Brennan is an idiot. Uh, uh, quick hit. Uh, I signed up for the WNBA League Pass and I got to watch four glorious games. Something like I'm the idiot. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You watch your mouth there, sir. Um, uh, you're over there following Black Adam Scheffner and whatnot. Um, I got to watch Floor. That's a real account. That is a real account. That is a real account. Um, I got to watch four great <laughs> WNBA games. One concluded with, two concluded with final shots. Uh, Sabrina Inescu hit a hell of a game winner. Um, to get the New York Liberty over to Indiana Fever. Atlanta didn't look good. Uh, also, we got a bunch of people still coming from overseas uh, leagues ending and whatnot. And also the coach change that happened a week before the game league started. Uh, Diana Taurasi, 17 years in and still hitting game winner. She had a game winner over the Minnesota Lynx. And LA awesome. got drummed over the head by the young Dallas Wing, again, who had three of the top five picks in the draft because of some offseason trades and stuff they did, um, as well as being bad last year. Um, but yeah, and then you had uh, the culmination with everybody else playing the last two days. You had the two teams that were in the finals the year before, uh, last year, the year before, um, with Las Vegas and Seattle playing a tough game, but Seattle, Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, just a little too much to handle. Candace Parker coming to Chicago helped a ton to help them over helped a ton to help them over. I really need to work on my diction. Um, she did a lot to help Chicago over Washington. A couple other games that happened this weekend. Indiana lost again to New York and Phoenix lost to Connecticut. So we can move on to. All right. Sorry. Quick. I We're going to go quick hit. Golf's Super League. Joe, I wanted to bring this up. Because like the um, Super League we talked about for soccer. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up. Even though you put it on the rundown. Um, we talked about the Soccer Super League a couple of weeks ago. Uh, golf uh, has been in talks to start a Super League. Basically, what it's going to be is they actually have five events planned in 2022. It's going to be a bunch of, uh, I believe it's Saudi Arabian billionaires yes. throwing money at um, the most uh, A-list celebrity, quote unquote, golfers. So it's people like... Uh, 
Brian, uh, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, um, people like Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, um, Matsuyama, all those kind of guys. They're just throwing a s- crazy amounts of money at for them to play in these tournaments. So quick breakdown of how the tournament's going to work. It's going to be um, 16 players grouped in four man teams, and the teams are going to be drafted by players serving as a team captain, and then they will compete in individual and team formats. So it's the top players in the world, um, upwards of $20 million per player just to take part in it. So this is insane. I think it's going to hurt the PGA Tour a little bit, but they need to put their foot down and decide either we're going to let them do this and make extra money. Or if you play in this, you're not eligible for the PGA tour. And I think you have to have a certain appreciation for the history of golf to get into golf. Cause it's not a sport that a lot of people want, you know, think that about getting into. Him. It's not basketball or baseball or football. Huh? Huh? I didn't know. I honestly didn't hear what you said. <laughs> You'll hear it later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm putting together what you said. Um, but yeah, so I think you have to have an appreciation for the history um, of the tournaments in golf. So I think it's one of those things where if the PGA threatens to exclude them from the championships, then I think maybe they'll back out. But we don't no, know yet. We'll see. It's 2022. We'll see what happens. When you say the championships, you're not referring to the majors because the PGA only has control over one major. I was, but I also <laughs> think it's one of those things where, I mean, the PGA as a whole and then golf, the golf community, be it on a grand scale as a whole, would have to all come together and say, you guys aren't going to play. You know, Augusta would have to come in. Uh, obviously, the European Golf League that manages the British Open would have to come in, or excuse me, the Open would have to come in and say, hey, if you guys play in this four money tournament, you can't play in these prestigious historical events well i don't, know I don't think they're going to do that I, I i think that's the only way to stop the super league but i don't think they're going to do that yeah well they've they've tried a couple things uh also dustin johnson blew off one uh pga event to go get that cash grab uh, yeah, a couple months ago that was this past year yeah <laughs> but one of their quote-unquote solutions for this is this uh i forgot what it was called but it's like the, the the most popular player thing is the best way to describe it. Basically, like they're gonna give money to the top ten players based yeah, on Q, Q ratings or, or whatever. Google yeah. and Twitter interactions and da 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 da. I forgot about that. Yeah, and to me that would be funny because all that would do would call all that would do is a bunch of those Wall Street bets guys are gonna walk over to golf and just help some random golfer because that is a Dumbass system. Um, the PGA needs to do more. They yeah. they obviously have the money. They need to put the money so that the other league doesn't look as uh, attractive to them. Um, I don't think the whole community is going to band together. I don't think the Open the Masters and uh, what's the other one? U.S. Open. I don't think all of them are going to come yeah, together the, to the, the Open, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, yeah. the Masters. Yeah, I would say the PGA Championship is the only one they're in control of. Um, and they need a, there needs to be a better understanding of how the fucking PGA Tour works. Like, I don't understand the rating system. I don't understand how players get points and then they end up at the 
the final playoff FedEx open, whatever the fuck the shit is called at the end of the season. Like that needs to be. It more is weird clear. too that they can pick and choose kind of what tournaments they want to be in and all yeah. that kind of stuff. As like well. there's no clear and concise way. Like there's no season. It, it it never feels like an actual season. It just feels like people are golfing all the time, and then they say, "Hey, it's yeah, the championship." That's actually now. true because I asked my <laughs> uncle one day. I was like, "When is the actual season?" He was like, "Oh, you don't know." And he told me, and I was just kind of like, "That's confusing." Yeah, it's like it just feels like, "Hey, championship like, time." Well, the season technically why? starts on this day, but. But yeah, but you, uh, a lot of players don't start playing until this time and blah, 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 blah. And then they take these weeks off to get ready for champions. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So there needs to be. There you go. That's the Golf Super League update. There needs to be more concise and uh, clear focus if they want to deter these guys from going, taking this huge cash trap. But um, yeah, Golf Super League. Brennan, you know what time it is. And also, you are. My money is well spent on the WA League Pass, where you put money on Miles Jack winning the fucking MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year. You fucking idiot. Josh Brandon. Allen. Josh Allen, I did. Josh Allen, whoever. One of these fucking losers on the Jacks. Uh, hey, my phone is listening to me because I just got an update. Real quick, I just got an update from ESPN when the first round quarterbacks will start, which we just covered. So oh, fuck wow. you. We are ahead of the game. It's too bad people are going to hear this after they read that article. Um, Brennan. God damn it. Your walk off is yes. up first. All right. Joe, shut up. Here we go. My walk off. Running scared. With the NBA playoffs, <clears throat> excuse me, with the NBA playoffs upon us, you would think every team would be playing their hearts out, getting ready to go into the postseason as most teams use their last few games of the season to solidify their rotation, get guys in a rhythm, and want to go into it with some sort of momentum via wins. This, however, was not the case for the second team in L.A., the Clippers. Two years ago, when the Clippers were able to get Paul George, Kawhi Leonard together, their owner Steve Ballmer made a declaration that they were no longer second-class citizens in L.A. They're not going to play second fiddle to the Lakers. There was a new sheriff in town, and that the Clippers would soon have their own stadium and reverse this narrative of being the Lakers' little brother. It looked like they were making progress as far as wins and changing the culture. But try as they might, L.A. was a Lakers town first. This was never more evident than this past week heading into the NBA postseason. It seems the Clippers were purposely tanking to avoid the Lakers on their side of the bracket. This is crazy to me because in doing so, your team is already lost. Teams in the past have manipulated playoff seating to avoid teams they do not match up well against. But they've never called those teams out before the season and declared that they would take over the city that those teams reside in. The Clippers are the personification of the hold me back guy in a fight. They seem so big and bad when it comes to the roster creation and the talent they acquired the past few years. But when it's time to kick the tires and light the fires, there's nowhere to they're nowhere to be found. I could be dead wrong about this entire assumption because no team would ever come out and say, hey, yeah, we're actually afraid of Team X. So we're going to tank these last few games. It is pretty apparent, though, that the younger brother talked a little too much trash to the big brother and is now avoiding him until he has to. I just want to know, after all that tough talk, why are the Clippers running scared? Hold me back. That's Hold it. me back. Hold me back. Um, I made an assumption. We're no that- longer second class citizens in L.A. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, AD and LeBron are coming back. Uh, we'll see you in the Western Conference Finals, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I made an assumption and I was thoroughly wrong. Uh, I, th- I thought I knew I could time out when you're, uh, I could figure out the pacing of your walk-offs. So I unmuted myself a little quicker than I did. And then you went gone. I was like, damn, yeah, this man tricked me. <laughs> I was like, he tricked me. What the hell I that? always try to end with the last sentence being I know, the title. I know. I thought you were getting to it sooner because you started inflecting and being a little more animated. I can see it it's in your It's funny face. you say that because actually when I, when I wrote it, I, that was where I was going to end it with oh! that paragraph. And then I was like, oh, let me throw in one more thing. So oh, you were right on it. I was like, I nailed it. Oh, he's still going. <laughs> all right. Now you shut up. All right. Get out of here. All right. Uh, especially for the common and the quick hits. All right. Dollar in a dream is the name of my walk off this week. So last week, Brennan discussed how people always claim to be better athletes than athletes and how DK Metcalf went and ran against runners. And we discussed some people jumping the line due to privilege of knowing the head coach. Well, this week, someone humbled themselves. And though he probably did cut the line, he's still at the back of it. Jermaine Cole was a walk-on at St. John's University after receiving an academic scholarship. Didn't play much, but remained humble. After graduating magna cum laude, he worked at 9 to 5 until his other passion finally came calling. J. Cole signed to Rock Nation under the tutelage of Jay-Z, and he is regarded as one of the top three rappers currently doing it. Cole has popped up at All-Star Weekend and Celebrity Games in the dunk contest where he famously missed a dunk after being used as a prop for one of the dunkers. He's ran pickup games with star players that popped up on social media and whatnot. But this Friday, he put out he put out his latest solo album entitled The Offseason. This is nothing new. He's often titled many projects after things regarding sports and specifically basketball. But this came with the news that Cole had been working out with and signed to a to play with a team in the Basketball Africa League. At 36, Cole is still chasing his dreams, and it was it reminded me of something Diana Taurasi said in the 144 doc on ESPN. You can get that on ESPN Plus. I don't work for them, but hey, guys, hire me. Why can't old people dream too? I had no idea that he did that. That's insane to me. Yep. 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 Uh, I believe his first. I game say it all was... the time, though. I I feel like I'm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no. Go I was ahead. gonna say I say it all the time. I feel like 33 is too old to move to New York and start comedy. Um, not start comedy, but to move to New York and actually really, really mm. pursue it. And it's because you can't number, why can't old people dream, baby? Your headliner. Yeah. Uh, that's that's. <laughs> The promise I made to myself. Um, but yeah, no. Oh, uh, 36 years of age. He just had his first game yesterday. Three boards, three points, two assists, one of three shooting. So pretty cool. Played like 17 minutes or something. That is crazy. Yeah. I was say didn't go. He, could, he probably could have went to the All G right. League and, you know, did the T-ball thing and made like yeah, a that's whole what I was thinking, what? thing about it. But went all the way to Rwanda. Nice hotels there. Sorry. Bad joke. We'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. We're keeping that in for sure. (laughs) Brennan, where can we find you? Well, I'm going to jump this. uh, So if we're going to keep that in, I'm also a comedian. I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, Make jokes. 
Not all of them are bangers. Uh, BrennanTComedy.com. Some of them got upcoming dates. Fair, <laughs> farewell to Florida tour coming this June to a city near you. If you're in Florida, I'll be traveling all over the state uh, for my last run until my beautiful girlfriend and I go to New York City in July. So check that out. Also um, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Last thing, you can check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy on all uh, wherever you get your podcasts. This week coming up, I will have Tyler White, president of the After Disaster on. Uh, check it out. I'm sober now, but we just uh, talk about drinking stories, party stories, getting in trouble stories, all sorts of craziness. So check it out. It's a fun podcast. Joe. He's not even that funny. He should just upload the podcast and shut up. Um, you can check this show out at Hearing Press on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out my t- uh, my Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can check out my hip hop. Man, I am having a great day today. You can check out my hip hop album TV by headphone Joe. No O, no E in the phone. Um, album one and album two TV, TV season two. You can check out my website, joedorville.com. Check out my merch that I'm currently sporting right now. Got the dad hat on, dad hat daddy as well. Um, yeah, so Brennan, pay attention. Take me out to the ball game. And this dinner. is why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Cole Brennan. Rest in peace, man. All right, peace. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.